Hello and welcome to Let's Get Psyched, a program that explores the controversial and challenging issues from a psychological and psychiatric perspective, as well as the implications for clinical practice. I'm your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks of UCR's Counseling and Psychological Services. I'm joined by my co-host, child and adolescent psychiatry fellow, Dr. Toshi Yamaguchi. Hi, Tosha. Hey, Dr. Parks. Second-year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. Edgar Ortega. Hi, Edgar. Hello, Dr. Parks. Second-year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. Joshua Poole. Hello, Joshua. How are you doing, Dr. Parks? And we're honored to have our special guest co-host, Rennie Burke, fourth-year medical student at UCR. He completed his bachelor's in history and philosophy at UCSB. His master's, he has a master's in history at Ohio University and his master's in bioethics from Harvard. So, hi, Rennie. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for that introduction. You're a real fan of movies. I try to be. That's why we have you on the show. <laughs> Did it take a lot of effort to be a fan of, a mo- of movies? <laughs> well, I've been training since I was five years old. <laughs> You're doing a good job at it. Uh, so, yeah, so hopefully you can uh, add to our discussion. Um, the views expressed on Let's Get Psyched are those of the speaker. They do not represent UCR, UCR Counseling and Psychological Services, or UCR School of Medicine. Now, before we get started, though, on today's show, and we're going to talk about uh, two movies from a psychological uh, perspective, the movie Split, M. Night Shyamalan's movie Split, and Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. But before we get started, we have a, we're excited about this announcement. We are on Spotify right now. So if you and your friends want to tune in to Let's Get Psyched past episodes, then just search for it on Spotify, Let's Get Psyched. And check out our episodes. We've posted seven episodes. I haven't checked recently. But starting from the Christmas episodes, basically, this last December. Um, But please, follow us on Spotify. Okay, so let's start with Split. Um, So we all watched this movie, and we all kind of have our opinions about it. for, for, I'm just going to start off with: um, Do you feel like it's it's overall an accurate portrayal of mental illness or what's uh, or treatment? Now I know that uh, it was loosely, very loosely based on the the book "The Minds of Billy Milligan." It's a movie that um, it's a it's a book that I happened to have read a few years back, and um, he he's. It's it's a true story. Billy Milligan he he was convicted of rape and it was done by one of his alters, and so um, that's that sort of uh, kind of roughly based on that. And there's there's certain parallels also uh, from the book and the movie. But um, just first thoughts about like what what do you feel is true or accurate? Or what do you feel is not accurate about Split? And about it? I mean, I think first would be a discussion on DID. Does anyone have any? Th- I know we've talked about DID or dissociative identity disorder before, but that's what. Um, Spo- okay, wait. Spoiler alert: We're gonna be talking a lot about this movie enough so that it's gonna ruin it for you if you yes, haven't watched it and yet. And so. Parasite when we get to it. So you're just gonna have to go on Spotify and listen to a different episode tonight, basically, until you and go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this episode. Yes. But yeah, and then they actually deal with that in the movie. They actually talk about how talk a lot about of people don't bit, believe yeah. in. DID, although it is a DSM diagnosis. But they talk more about the argument for it rather than the arguments against it. Yes. very, And that probably represents uh, the director's opinion, probably. Or the dramatization. I think, yeah. <laughs> what you can just, do with it. It's so it interesting. Is. It's such an interesting diagnosis. 
some of the things in the movie, though, that were cited as support for the diagnosis seem sort of spurious to me, like the idea that some alters take insulin and other alters do not. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that was that also figured in as a plot point in the, the follow up glass. Now, right. that was actually in the minds of Billy Milligan. And that, really? Well, not that particular one. I feel like now, again, it was several years since I read this book, but he he had alters that had prescription glasses and did not and had mm-hmm. certain skin allergies and did not. And mm. so that was and I thought that was wild when I read that. So but I didn't the insulin part that seemed like he just upped it even yeah. more. I've never heard of that, though. Makes it more captivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. seems more uh, a little bit less believable. And yeah. that from insulin, you can just like Im- like shoehorn in superpowers. It's yeah. like the right. next step. See, that's why it's hard to actually <laughs> analyze it on a realistic basis. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because this is part Climbing of his trilogy. Walls, super strength, yeah. indestructibility. Right. This or is imperviousness. Yeah, to like gunshot wounds. Yeah. yeah. Okay, is that now, a part of DID? See, I was wondering, <laughs> was that was that just birdshot, though? Right, yeah, well, that's, bird shot, no. that was yeah. another thing they brought up in Glass, that it might have been an old shotgun with, like, old mm, shells. Wow. Fair point. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's I did not watch that movie, by the way. He oh, okay. Spoiler alert for Glass. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Glass has a lot of psychological stuff in it, too, like, where they're trying to undermine their belief in their own powers. Yeah. Mm. As, like, explaining them away through psychiatry, which I think could speak to sort of that. Uh, what we talked about on the previous episode of paternalism in psychiatry yeah. is devaluing people's personal experience. And also literally torturing them. Like Bruce Willis's character is just like That's sprayed right. with water <laughs> in his cell. That that did come up. Yeah. I don't think that's current clinical practice as far as I know. I want to ask you since it you're was all... previously. So yeah, hydrotherapy. For the doctors here, uh, that I have this medical doctors, I'm just going to ask... How realistic, because I feel like I want to address this in Split, how how much was he a superhuman, he had this some sort of superpower thing, um, because the the idea of, uh, you can see the veins, and they mm-hmm. start, uh, you start seeing them, and he starts, he almost seems to pump up, almost like an Incredible Hulk type of thing. Right. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Nope. Um, I mean... To begin with, I, I don't think I have seen a patient so far. I think it's as rare as 0.1 to 1% to find someone with DID. I had one patient that claimed she did. You did? And and that's that's the thing. Like some people, it's it's really hard to diagnose. Most people don't have experience. Some people might be trying to fake it to gain a secondary gain. And in in the case of the movie, for example, um, I, I think touching regarding the personalities, yeah, they, he had like what Kevin had like twenty three personalities, which I think the average is more like five to ten from what I was reading. And the other thing, what we were just talking, I about I thought he had twenty four personalities. Right. Oh, well, twenty four counting. Well, the twenty fourth one being the beast. Tw- yeah, twenty three. And I think that, I think Billy Milligan actually had twenty. There's another parallel right there. But I'm yeah. sorry, keep going. But then I was reading about the abilities because for me it was like, is it really this dramatic when you can switch from you know being like this British lady to the little kid to the other one? And it's it the way they described when I was reading, uh, it was more like a, not like a switch, but like a shifting, kind of like overlapping things versus being very dramatic the way they portray it in the movie. Yeah, no, I I honestly feel like that was a little more realistic. That some of the switches are subtle, and there is co-consciousness, and then there's um, uh, alters that don't have any consciousness with mm-hmm. each other. Right. I think that that and they made so that they point in the that, movie, right. so that yeah. I feel like that was on the more realistic side. Right. And then the part of the B is that that I'm not sure. Like people talk about different abilities, one personality might wear glasses and other things, but when you go that, huh? when you go to things like you know vending the bars or like superhuman powers and all that, I think yeah, that's a little be- more for the Hollywood kind of mm-hmm. feel. Now that those 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 cages were meant for animals, can you bend? Can 
I don't can even you? know. I don't even know. Can, <laughs> can, can you, a human can being bend bars? I don't even know. I, I, yeah. So that I mean, that to me makes it human. Yeah, but it, probably. I don't know. The physics of that seems sort of like you're just straight pulling and only using right. your arm muscles. I don't know. Right. That seems, seems not possible. To me. Right. Right. Unless it was like a cage for like a squirrel or something. James McAvoy yeah. was right. ripped in that movie. He yeah. Was. He, he, now he's actually ripped like that. That's what I do know. Like he, he worked out a lot for the movie. Yeah. And I think this is just going back to that fascination of people with uh, something that is as strange as DID and serial killers or you know horror movies. You know, mm-hmm. giving that extra touch. To make it appealing for the public, because at the end of the day, you want a movie that is going to be a hit, right? You mean using mental health to make violence a little bit More, scarier? Putting the two something? things together, because like mm. the misrepresentation of all mental illness are violent, or all mental illness mm. are like kind of like what, what this picture was—a serial killer or kidnapper, mm-hmm. things like that, which is a very common topic in in uh, either film or uh, just any. St- during the stories since the I think late 80s like no I'm sorry like beginning of the century I'm talking about like 1880s or something like that yeah it's a common topic for an uncommon phenomena mm-hmm. I think <coughs> Split had a poor portrayal a negative portrayal of treatment too because basically it was ineffective right it was ineffective treatment and then the therapist the psychiatrist Did we agree she's a therapist or what? So this is what I found out yesterday. Remember, I went back to talking about this. Thank you for for pranking the show, Edgar. So remember when I was playing that YouTube video that we were talking, and it 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 does say that it's a master's in something psychology from Tulane. Okay. But we run into also the question is like, why is then the doctor coming from? Does she have another doctor in something else, or this is kind of like just the confusion between psychiatry and psychology? What was that? So she had. And I, f- I feel like when they introduced her at that conference she was video Skyping into, <coughs> I think they said psychiatrist, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'd have to that. watch the clip again. Anyways, right. the point is that her practice was very unorthodox. It's not recommended practice the way that, you know, I, I was saying to you guys that if I had emails, multiple emails overnight in the middle of the night, I would call the police for a welfare check on a patient or... Um, you know, ask ask them to come in right away, which she did, but I wouldn't be so cavalier about that and just let them go home. Um, it, I, Would you have a practice at home? How common is that to have your practice at home? Because wasn't she practicing I've never heard of any psychiatrist having their practice at home. I've never heard of a therapist having their practice at home either. That was very cavalier. I, I, I once had a, a colleague where her dad was a clinician and he they had a room where, yeah, he, he would see Freud clients. had his... Um, practice in his home in his home with his family um, but I mean that was a long time ago uh, the other and thing and it was Freud and it was Freud <laughs> and the other That's thing was volumes right there <laughs> yeah he's he's got his own thing going on the uh, the other thing was the way that she went to go investigate what was happening with the patient yeah that um, bothered me she actually just drove down anyone, right without any sort of that backup or anything very scary. that is inappropriate completely inappropriate yeah, she's really concerned, and then she goes down into his house and mm-hmm. underneath. Yeah. The zoo? Yeah. yeah it's Wait. Under a zoo. It's a zoo. So yeah. she, why is she, like, is that trespassing? Because can you live? <laughs> why is he on a zoo? Right. Yeah, because. So could, many questions. I, yeah, why was he the beast? Right. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. They didn't that keep work like the there. So that's why he was time. in a zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Did he work no, there? No, that wasn't. That wasn't why he was in a zoo. He, was he working? He was a beast. He was. They were saying that that twenty fourth personality was an amalgam of animals in the zoo, right? And that's that became the beast character, his twenty fourth personality. Uh, that was but, lost on me. I don't know if I remember that. Oh yeah, I think that that's what they were talking about. And I at think the some end. of the other personalities were trying to kind of like hide that because. It seems like they will take turns, and I think the dominant one was maybe Barry, Barry or and then it became Barry. Dennis, which yeah, and then it became Dennis, which was mm-hmm. the 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 um the OCD kind of a protector, the one, the one who actually like, kidnapped yeah. the girls, but because they they were trying to kind of like uh, just get the the beast out, the other personalities. So the, some uh-huh. of the, it, it's kind of like that interaction the of um the conflict that even the personalities have and, and the interaction between them and the interaction between the personalities and the the, the kids that were kidnapped. Mm-hmm. That was something that I was wondering about in its depiction of DID, just how accurate it was that there was um, actual conflicts between the different personalities and or alters, I guess I should call them. Yeah, that does seem like that, that was in the book, Minds of Billy Milligan, that they kind of struggled for control, but there was a kind of an overarching person that was usually co-conscious with everybody else and was in control mm-hmm. but in periods of stress they would lose it and then other alters would mm-hmm. be mostly dominant so right. that sounded kind of well at least minds of billy milligan it was very consistent it, with and that. i don't know mm-hmm. how i try to find that and i probably should have done a little more but i couldn't find anything that specifically says the personalities are always aware of the other ones and they, this interaction yeah some know? some are aware of each other and some are aware of all of them and some are just only aware of themselves and not of anybody else but well we're at the halfway point in our show and if you have just joined us we you're listening to let's get psyched and we have been talking about the movie split this might be a good time to then move to the other movie that we were going to talk about unless you want to add something edgar <laughs> one more thing one more thing yes, that i think that actually it. got right and they've mentioned it about mental illness is that the id is brought up by uh, trauma yeah. And they did yeah. address that, that right. Kevin was a physically neglected, abused, yes. you know? So that's one thing that, Like yes. horrid, horrid trauma. I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've shared this before on the show, is that I, I had a kind of an interest in dissociated identity when mm-hmm. I was younger, and so I read all these books about it. But when it would go to the absolutely horrible, horrifying mm-hmm. abuse, that Billy Milligan mm-hmm. section, I just mm-hmm. skipped it. Really? Because it that. was so yeah. horrible. I just don't right. want that in my brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and that was one of the tough parts of reading those kind of books is that they would be just the most horrific abuse that you could possibly yeah. think oh, of, right? right. Yeah. 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 But okay, so let's move to the movie Parasite. Um, best picture. Um, best director. Best director. Best original score. Right. He wrote right. it. Four, he wrote yeah. it. Three. Yes. Bong Joon Ho. Best foreign film. Best foreign film. Or international film, I guess it's called now. Yeah, first foreign film to win an Oscar. Yeah, and so, um, you know, and there's a lot of things going Wait, on. Wait, you mean best for, first foreign film, first film to, win to win the best picture? The best picture, yeah. 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 So um, there were a lot of things going on and a lot of different plot twists, and some things were, um, maybe there were a lot of question marks about what it meant. Um, so, you know, first of all, the par- so what was Parasite? What, what, who, who was or what was the Parasite that was? Everybody. Okay, and again, spoiler alert, if yeah. you have not watched the movie, Press pause, go watch the movie, come back in two and a half hours and then listen to this episode. So I, I watched a, a number of... Uh, our producer right now is covering his ears because I don't think he's seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to watch oh, it the yeah. other day and I was... My friend, uh, like somehow we had a copy of it and he I was he was like, oh, I have to watch this with my 
my fiance and I was like, oh, just close your eyes. I'll, I'll watch it. And so I can understand everybody's hesitation with wanting to <laughs> yeah. not spoil it for themselves. I so didn't know anything about this movie that I actually didn't know. Right. I thought it might have been a horror film about some sort of parasite being I, that then I was, was scared more annoyed yeah, yeah I thought it was that because I, I just a, didn't know anything about it a ton of review videos and oh, like analysis did. videos before I watched it okay do you so usually do that yourself. is that your process of watching a good movie sometimes okay. sometimes I try to do it after I've seen the movie so that I can have like the lived experience of going through it but for something like this big and kind of culturally mm. monumentous I was like no I should I should go in with Pretty a little fair. bit more mm. I did the totally opposite. I actually had no idea that this was like a, the, the thing, the movie that everybody wants to see, the one that won the four Oscars. I just knew that. Wait, we're why gonna, did you think we picked it? I just knew that we were going <laughs> to review it because it has to do something with mental illness. Okay. I had no clue it was a foreign film. I had not, no idea. Oh. And I have to say that it was interesting. Yeah. I went. I was like you. I went in completely blind. Except, what I did have was I'd seen all but one of Bong Joon Ho's other movies, oh. and so I haven't seen uh, Barking Dogs Never uh. Bite. I think that's his first one. You have. So you've seen all of them except one. You're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, and so I was familiar with his style, with his sort of turning tone on a dime and mixing slapstick with like terror and mm -hmm. um, generally just like his his inimitable style. Um, and I knew it was about a family, but that was about it. Okay. Um, you knew more than I did. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because right. it was because the theater I was walking in um, had a poster and yeah, I saw yeah. a family on it. So okay. I was like, so oh, you, okay. Okay, let me ask you, how did that. you feel after watching the film? Confused. I liked it I a lot. felt so confused. Really? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's really clear. Oh, God. Really? I was Because confused. you prepared for it. Is that a common experience Maybe. for you, Tosha? Do you feel like Maybe. you often That's don't fair. get movies, or do you feel no. like this is a unique one? This was a unique okay. one. What were you confused Because yeah, it seems like you what, would What did I understand pay for? It. I'm like, so wait, wait, why what did confused I just you? spend this time away so from So is it confusion that you didn't know who was the parasite? Is that I didn't understand about? what he was trying to say. The movie, like the point of the movie? Like yeah. what, what the message was? Yeah. Oh. I felt dysphoric. I, yeah, it was just... I did not feel pleasant at all. Yeah, so, the beginning so it was affecting. Yeah, the, yes. Yeah, yeah only, but okay. I separated in time. I only <laughs> the, the first half was exciting. You know, it was it was disturbing, um, but it was exciting and f kind of fun that way, like thrilling. But the second half was just. I think the plot and the twist, right? Like you probably nobody expected that. It was kind of I unpredictable. Didn't that, no. Way. I, I didn't expect it either, but I felt like it was totally appropriate for the movie because yeah, I see this movie I as so. a kind of like okay, hot take incoming. I feel like this. I feel like this movie is a full throttle <laughs> criticism of capitalism in the same it way is. that Snowpiercer is. Snowpiercer, except is Snowpiercer is horizontal, and this movie is vertical. Yes, yes. Um, and yes, so the interesting twist is that you know you have this you have the poor family that's infiltrating their themselves into the lives of the rich family and you build the sympathy for them until you see them acting duplicitously toward the even more poor family right. who they were sort of exploiting so, right. and so at the end when it just classes. becomes this kind of like orgy of violence i to me i saw that as there's like there's no way out of this I mean, the capitalism this, makes parasites of us all right it became sort of an imposter syndrome phenomenon where the poor family the kims the kims the kims is right? the poor family yeah, the kims, kims the poor. started to see themselves like the parks right mm -hmm. and so they're like oh oh we're not like you guys and yeah. then that the we're son asks you. like do you think we fit in do you think i fit in you know things like that so before we move and i, I think we 
we'll talk about the psychology, I guess, of uh, privilege and classes, what we're doing right now. But let me read you a definition of parasite, just to, you know, kind of put things in context. If you just Google parasite, it means like an organism that lives in another organism and benefits from the nutrients at the other one's expenses. But if you go to the, what's the Merriman Webster says, a person who exploits the hospitality of the rich and earns welcome by flattery. That's so, definitely hey, that's like the movie, what they right? were right. focused on. And right. I think what it the does did. pose the question of like, are the Kims also the parasites? Para- like they're parasitically absolving or absorbing kind of all the benefits that like the working class or the yeah. poor people you are mean the providing. Parks? Exploiting the, par- them, right? the park. The the park. Rich, I'm talking about the rich, rich people. Yeah, yeah the parks. parks. I thought the, okay, sorry. The parks are the rich ones. The yes. Kims are the poor ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the parks being parasitic yeah. of the Kims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was something that he was right, cause ca- trying a, to make clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a symbiotic relationship, right? Like they wouldn't yeah. be able to survive themselves with, mm-hmm. you know, food right. driving without to their meals exploitation mm-hmm. without exploiting the other family. Yeah. They pay them a salary, but it's probably, you know, it's still symbiotic. I'm, d- I'm, I'm going to ask a just broad question. So how many people in that movie had a diagnosis? No. no. Like if you saw them and then they told, you don't think any of them did. Edgar, you're shaking your head. You know, I, 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 I don't I don't have any specific. So we had two people that, that was murdering maybe people for sure the person sure. in the basement I would say possibly the what what, what diagnosis the, would you give the person this is the person that came out of the basement and murdered the daughter the poor family right. daughter what diagnosis would you give him know. let's say he's just unhinged <laughs> that's a technical I I mean like I don't know if he meets any kind of like diagnostic criteria for yeah anything. that's, he that's was just thing. kind of obsessive right. do you have to have a diagnosis in order to commit murder. That's no. a good point. That's what I wanted to I, talk I think oh. no. That brings up right. an interesting question. I think though, no, but that is a good topic for right. show. Because yeah. antisocial traits are something we would diagnose. And it is, you know, the the prototype of being antisocial is to take another life. He he was kind of um, um, schizotypal a little bit. He had very odd thinking. Mm. And it probably was, it seemed like it had exacerbated because he had spent so many time, years alone. Mm. He had uh, learned to kind of accept his environment and he desired it. He wanted to stay alone, separated in that environment, which that's not typical. Yeah. Schizoid? Yeah. Schizotypal. Uh, schizotypal. I was thinking more schizotypal, okay. but mm-hmm. who, el- who else? Like, what about the um, the rich uh, wife? Mom? Yes. Yeah. What do I you was think? I going to say substance there's, there's, use disorder. And, remember in the sex scene she was talking about like buy me drugs i thought that meant that that's why she was so sedated all the time and no. so kind of i thought she was yeah. she was trying to play the part of referencing earlier in the movie the where people. it was like oh. yeah. yeah that's oh, what right. she i think that i took that to mean that mean yes the panties thing yeah yeah okay she was trying to get, get into that that was very uncomfortable scene right. i felt very uncomfortable like the poor pan family that mm-hmm. was unfortunately caught man but talk about herself. conflict and the tension they can build mm-hmm. that's oh. yeah mm-hmm. that's some good but i was thinking right an anxiety right. disorder for that lady mm-hmm. the mom okay. That seemed like she was very anxious. So why was she like asleep on the table? Maybe she was taking some something for anxiety or some, you know. Maybe yeah, maybe. Then what about the kid? Was he really ADHD hyperactive, or was just more like a thing that he was misinterpreted? Or is that just rich people's families that just let their kids go wild? They they don't parent. They don't spend time with them. They uh, he obviously wanted to make that point that they don't really spend that much quality time with them. They hire just people to nanny them. Very separate lives as opposed to the poor family who actually they didn't have money but they spend time together. So when I look at it that way, I don't want to diagnose the kid. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but. 
I think it was more suggestive of like the neuroses of the parents rather than anything to do with the kid themselves. And because like a big part of the the sort of the quote art therapy that was going on was about like sort of flattering what the the mother wanted to think about her child. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yep. And then they mentioned like this is an early sign of schizophrenia or something if you look in the lower corner. Oh my god. <laughs> right. and remember like, that? Totally all the black in up. the corner represents early schizophrenia and she's you know, oh, she's freaking out. What do you think? Right. Like, oh sorry. Right. Yeah. So that alludes to not knowing what mental illness is about, right? Even if you're, you can be in the, the top class, rich mm-hmm. or a poor kid, and they still don't know what schizophrenia or psychosis is. Now, would you yeah. give a diagnosis to the dad if he came in for an assessment after the murder? Like you're he, talking about Mr. The, Kim. Yeah, the dad that he he murdered the 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 poor dad Sorry. murdered the rich dad. Some trauma. Would you? <laughs> is that a book? <laughs> <laughs> like an acute stress reaction or something. Okay, that's what you would give. I don't know. I that, think he was lucid. Well, he was lucid though. Right, but but the, yeah, the other things kind of trigger him though. The the Simi was dissociating though a little bit, right. maybe. Like I think some trauma like dissociation because he got triggered by the rich dad. Kind of like I was talking about his smell, and I was talking about like, hey, I guess the the rich dad when they all the killing happens is trying to get out of there, so it comes to drive for him. But I, I guess rich dad didn't know they were a family, so it's like having not aware of what the other circumstances are going through, right. and then just like, hey, you, yeah. you have to come with me because you got to drive me out. So all those kind of trigger this anger, maybe impulsive reaction. And no, he t- he actually s- described it at the end that he said it felt like a, all all a dream. Yeah, so he was he definitely was implying yeah, yeah they was not of his right mind. Yeah, what was going on with the association? Um, the part the Kim son at the end. When I he think was that laughing. was a fantasy. You think so? That was which which a fantasy. The SOS was, kind of signals or the signals being sent through no, the laughing. No, no, no. I think the no, 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 purchasing the the, the, the the home. Yes. yes, that was a total. I think that fantasy. was yes. a fantasy. Yeah, yeah that was. Yes. Yeah. But the SOS, I believe that that was a genuine thing. And then I think the fact that they show him in the house, which is like you know, we talked about the difference between the horizontal and the vertical stratification of wealth, or the way the the socioeconomic status. Anyway, he's back in the basement in that mid-level kind of thing. Yeah. So like. The lowest of the low were in the basement. They were in this semi-basement. They made, they made a lot of, uh, took a lot of time to make sure that we said semi-basement. And then the people that were above ground mm. were the wealth. And so he's showing kind of what you're saying vertically yeah. what was going on. But the fact that they placed the son back in the mid position, I think is very telling to me that the father is never going to get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the father is reduced to like an almost literally parasitic state where he's like, I, mm-hmm. I take my life mm-hmm. into my hands every right. time I go to right. get food. Well, Bong Joon-ho act- also said that the ending was meant to be a double hit or something where you know at the end that there's no way that that son is going to accomplish those things he wants right. to accomplish. Right. And it, the message is that hope is is almost parasitic. Now, why was he um, that that son laughing a lot at the end? Because he he was just kind of laughing. He laughing when he woke up from the hospital. What I read was that it's supposed to be the son realizing that uh, everyone's kind of faking it till they make it. That you know, the detective didn't look like a detective. The the cert the hospital the doctor didn't look like a doctor. He was like, is is everyone an imposter? Are we all just kind of like? Mm. Kind of like laughing out of misfortune. I just thought, yeah, I just thought he was thinking everything's a joke and he wasn't taking seriously things seriously, and he just thought, how ridiculous. Yeah, how ridiculous are all these concerns about? But I don't know. Is there does anyone think there's a special significance? Well, because the last scene is you know him sitting there and he's staring directly at the uh, the camera, challenging the audience, like you know looking at us. What do you guys think? Kind of thing. But he wasn't laughing at that point. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a very serious, like Mm -hmm. sobering kind of. 
how do we get out of the system? Because mm-hmm. Snowpiercer asked the same question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the answer mm-hmm. in Snowpiercer, spoiler alert, was destroy it all. Mm. Yeah. And then see what happens. But that's not all of Bong Joon-ho's work. Like in uh, The Host... I yeah, that's a like that comes down very heavily on the side of like family as being yes. a solution to social problems. Community yeah. will mm-hmm. overcome the like the stratification of wealth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. And just before we kind of wrap up things up, I like it how he made a point to show that the poor family was very skilled. Like right. the, yes. the mom yeah. was a, right. a former like oh, hammer yeah. throw uh, medalist, like gold mm-hmm. medalist right. or something. The and artist, the, the, right. daughter, the daughter, the daughter was, was more artist, right? was an, a, le- a legit artist. Yeah, which means that sometimes the skill, education, and inaudibility doesn't warrant. Yeah, it's not about meritocracy. Like capitalism is not meritocracy. It's not about meritocracy. It's about connections you have. Right. That's how they got the job. Yeah. You know, the it's about inherited wealth too. Yeah. The yeah. money you have, all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's why this really should be, I think, watched in conjunction with Snowpiercer. Um, yeah. And again, spoiler alert for Snowpiercer. There's like three sensibilities in that movie. There's the sensibility that you can try and reform the system. And then there's another sensibility that you should join the system mm-hmm. and become part of the powerful and try and do things from that position. Mm-hmm. And then there's this third sensibility that's actually embodied by the guy who plays Mr. Kim, where he's like, that's right. just mm-hmm. blow up everything and like restart completely that's kind of like his current sorry that's kind of like his current the in parasite he's like just act on impulse you don't have to plan anything so that's it for tonight on let's get psyched today we discussed the movies split and parasite from a psychological perspective thank you to our co-hosts dr toshi yamaguchi dr edgar ortega dr joshua pool and rennie burke thank you for joining us yeah thank you for having me if you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the, for the show, you can write us at getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. That's getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. Special thanks to our producer, Elliot Fong. This episode was recorded in the studios of KUCR on the campus of the University of California, Riverside. I've been your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks. Tune in next week for another edition of Let's Get Psyched.